You are listening to a message from Treeline Church, a life-giving church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you are in the Pittsburgh region, we would love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out treeline.church for times and location. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Hello, friends. Welcome. So excited to have you with us. Wherever, however you're engaging with us, we're just so excited to have you here with us today. Just really amazed. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that it's been just over a year since we switched to meeting online. And thankfully, over the past year, we've been able to get together on occasion. And if you remember all the way back when the weather was nice a year ago, we started getting together at the park. And it was a really nice time to, to be outside and, and still get to see some people and connect and remember all that free pizza and hot dogs and everything that we had. You know church is good when we're hooking you up with calories uh, and not the nutritional kind either. Uh, But just so thankful to be able to do that and just even the last couple of months doing these services together with our friends at New Life Fellowship and at Hill City and just really enjoyed those. If you've been able to come and join us in person or you've been able to watch online, it's just been really fun to engage with some other churches, meet some other people and continue to to meet in person. And then last week was Easter, Resurrection Sunday. And what an amazing time we had. So thankful for our friends at Hill City who were just so gracious um, to host us in their Grace and Glory Chapel in Leedsdale. And it was a really good time. It was an exhausting day. Uh, So thankful for the team and from the team from Treeline that came out and helped and served and did three services. Uh, That's a lot. Uh, we weren't even used to doing two, and we went straight to three, and that was, that was a whole lot, and just really great time. Uh, once again, loaded with calories, cotton candy to boot. Uh, it was a really good time, and just thankful for that opportunity to gather, and maybe you were able to join with us on Zoom, but really thankful that it feels like the page is starting to begin to turn, and we're seeing more and more people are getting vaccinated, even here in Pennsylvania. They're moving up the schedule um, and beginning to open that up, um, seeing more and more people be able to get through there. And that means things are starting to open up, uh, which for us as a church is really good news. That means uh, it looks like in the coming months, we're going to be able to reopen, regather, um, find a place to meet and continue to do that. Excited about some things we're working on, uh, making some announcements in the next uh, couple of weeks about what that'll look like. And just so thankful for this opportunity to connect online, but just really thankful for the opportunity to not have to talk to a camera every single week and instead see your good looking faces in the room. I just can't wait, somebody. Um, You can almost pinch me. It's like, is it real? Is it time? Are we actually starting to see things open up? And yes, we are. I'm so excited for that and and hopeful as we continue to move forward. And speaking of Easter, I don't know if you remember all the way a year ago, almost to the week, it was Easter Sunday, uh, and we were online. We were kind of bummed because we had all these Easter plans. Uh, Pastor Ryan and Jasmine had this incredible stash of Easter goodies to do a big Easter egg hunt, and we couldn't do that. And then we couldn't get together for Easter, which is a really big deal for us um, who follow Jesus and really big for us for a church. And as a new church plant, just was really looking forward and excited about that momentum. And if you remember, um, we kind of had to do a little pivot because we couldn't meet in person. And so we delivered boxes to everyone. You remember that? You guys remember, like, oh yeah, I remember those boxes and being able to do that. And we had some chocolate and eggs in there and communion and, and did all that. It was really amazing time to connect and, and um, meet virtually, right? But kind of have a, a point of contact there. And I don't know if you remember the message. Anyone remember the message? <laughs> like, I don't remember the message from this Easter, which was last week, let alone the message from Easter all the way a year ago. And I'll give you a little hint. It was on a little sticker and also a magnet that we gave you for the 
fridge, and it talked about unprecedented situations were just unprecedented opportunities for God to move. Now, little did I know that that word unprecedented would become one of those 2020-like taboo words, like everyone is so sick of hearing the word unprecedented. Um, but I didn't know that at that time, and I wasn't trying to be trendy and, and jump on that. And then I felt kind of bad that I, you know, had a bad message, topic, and title, and everything, and probably just got rid of those magnets and didn't want to see them on your fridge anymore. But whatever. Uh, I don't know if you remember who the story was about. Yes, Jesus. If you said Jesus, yes, you get some brownie points. But it was Easter, so that was easy. But we also talked about someone else. We talked about a guy named Moses. Now, Moses was a guy from the Old Testament. He was someone that God used to deliver his people who were under the oppression of the Egyptians at that time. He was leading them to their promised land that God had said, hey, here's this land. It's flowing with milk and honey and Sarah's chocolate. And so I'm going I'm to give you this land. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to be able to believe it. It's just going to be such a blessing to you guys to go from captivity and slavery to go to your own land, your own freedom, and your own home as a nation. And so they look forward to that promise, but they ran into some really difficulties on the way. And that's what we talked about Last year, we talked about that idea in Exodus 14, 14, where it says the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. I love that idea. And as I look back and reflected over this last year, I really begin to take time and even some stock in my own life and be like, man, God, you really have been faithful in this last year. And maybe you've had a chance. Maybe you haven't had a chance yet. I would encourage you to do that. To sit back and reflect and watch and see and see all those times that God maybe had your back and you didn't really notice it or maybe even just give him thanks. I even just took some time this week just to give God thanks, to give him praise that he sustained tree line, that we're coming through this a, a year later and that we still exist as a church and that my family personally, that we have been sustained and God has taken care of us and blessed us and even really just grew us. We had a daughter during this time. We have another child and just even though it was a difficult year for us, it was a year of big blessings and just so thankful for that, that God did fight for us. And maybe if you were to reflect and look back and see that God himself was faithful, it's hard to imagine a whole year ago when we were looking forward, if you can remember all the uncertainty, all the frustration, all the fear, the anxiety, just everyone being like, there's no way we can have this lockdown for a year and wear these masks and do all these things. And now it feels like there's light at the end of the tunnel. God has been so faithful. And continuing in that vein this week, I wanted to continue and maybe have part two of the Easter story from a year ago. You might have to go back and rewatch or re-listen. No, you don't need to, but maybe you should. Just saying. Uh, but I want to talk about Moses again. And this is fast forward a little bit from Exodus 14 to chapter 33. And in chapter 33, we see that God is kind of upset with the people of Israel. He's a little bit upset with them. They, they've messed up. They basically sinned against God time and time again. They get themselves in trouble. They doubt God all the time. They're always doing the wrong thing. Kind of like having actual children. <laughs> they just always seem to not get it right. As much as God tries to be a loving father, as much as he tries to coax them and get them in the right direction and make the right promise and follow through and pull his weight on his end of the deal, they always seem to be letting God down. So in chapter 33, we see this. That God is just frustrated. And he says, you know what? I made the promise to you that you're going to go to the promised land and I'll let that happen. We're going to fulfill that. But hey, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to send an angel before you. They'll take care of it. They'll get you through because if I have to go with you, I'll just wipe you all out because I can't stand you. You all smell. You stink. You need showers. <laughs> he just was like, he was done. You ever had that moment as a parent? I think this is where God was in this moment. He was just like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. You know, I, I can't take it anymore. Uh, I I'm out of here. And that's where God was in that moment. And Moses was like, well, 
God, that's great that you're going to fulfill that promise and that promised land. That, that's awesome. But Moses does something really interesting here. Moses, instead of saying, okay, onward and upward, let's go on and get out of here and get to that promised land. Yeehaw, angel, lead us on the way. Can't wait. Moses pauses and he does something really interesting in chapter 33. He's, he, he's thankful that God will continue to lead them into the promised land, even if he sends a representative. But it's not enough for Moses. He wants to see God continue to go with him. And see, he says this in Exodus 33, starting in verse 12. One day Moses says to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you have told, haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. And if, it's, if it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your way so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. Then the Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked. For I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. I love this. I love this idea that even though God's going to continue and fulfill his promise, that it's not enough for Moses. He, he doesn't want to simply stop there. He doesn't want to stop at what God is able to do for him. Moses is all about the relationship and wants God's presence with him, right? He wants to be him. We have him in the situation. It's like if you're going on a vacation and your spouse is like, hey, just go ahead and go on without us or it's date night. Hey, you know what? I'm kind of frustrated with you, but I'm going to send an Uber driver to take you you know, maybe go get some food, have some fun. No, I, I, I kind of want the relationship. I, it's not the point of going out and going somewhere nice to eat. It's the point is to be, spend the time in the relationship with someone. It's not that you're at the table at a fancy restaurant or at a movie or spending time. It's that you're with the person, right? And this is where Moses is. He's valuing the relationship over what the objective is, over what God could do for him. And see, they could seek God's blessing or they could seek God's presence. And let's begin to dive into this idea and really even examine this in my own life. And, and I think that if we're not careful as Christ followers, we can find ourselves in this situation all over again like Moses in the people of God. That it's really easy to just simply bring our laundry list of all of our needs, all our wants, all our desires, the way that we need God to come through. And let me clarify, God wants us to bring our needs to him. He wants to be a good father. The Bible tells us that as a good father, he gives his children gifts, good gifts, that he, he cares for us. He's a loving father. He wants to meet our needs. But if we're not careful, we can let this simply become that God just does everything for us. And even just even recognizing early in my walk, in my relationship with God, that sometimes it was easy to see God as this cosmic vending machine in the sky. It was just simply about everything that God could do for me, how he could meet my needs, how he can answer my requests, how he can make my life better, how he can improve the things that I wanted to do, how he could bless the things and the desires that I wanted. And instead of simply just saying, God, in spite of all of that, and yeah, that's wonderful, but I truly just want to spend time with you. I don't know if you've ever thought about your relationship with God that way. If you ever really stopped and paused and thought about just simply spending time with God. 
in those prayer times, in those prayer moments, and in those worship moments, like when we sing those songs that we did at the beginning of this, that it, in those moments, not just simply about what we can get, and we can even get caught up that in worship, can't we? And the style of music, and I don't know if I really like that, and I'm, I'm used to doing it this way, and I like these songs, and I'm not sure I really care for that one, or, or whatever, and, and simply instead about making it about God and spending time with Him and being in His presence, we pivot and make it about our preferences, See, God truly just wants relationship with us. See, for Moses, it wasn't enough for him to get the provision. He wanted God's presence. He wanted relationship with him. If I can be honest with you, in the past several years as we've planted Shreeline, I've found myself running straight up against this. Because, man, when you're starting something and you're doing something, stepping out in faith for God, you need God to show up. And make no doubt about it, at this time, Moses needed God's hand. He needed God to make a way. Because in that promised land, there were a whole bunch of enemies, a whole bunch of lands and territories, a whole bunch of battles they had to fight to get there. Because people weren't just going to simply turn over the keys and be like, oh, here you go. Well, if God said you can have it, no, there there was a lot of battles to fight. They needed God. And just like when we started Treeline, we were in the same position. We needed God to show up. But see, if we're not careful, and if I wasn't careful in leading and pastoring, it becomes so easy to just simply chase God's hand and say, God, we just need you to be faithful. We need you to show up. Lord, we need the finances. We need the people. We need the resources. We need all of these things to see this happen. Instead of just saying, God, we need those things. And yes, we believe you'll be faithful, but not stopping there. Continuing to say, God, we want relationship with you. We want your presence. We want to know you. And I love that idea as, as Moses was praying. And this, where I really began to camp out, thinking about this. I said, it's just this, this cry, this, this prayer that he had. God, if your presence doesn't personally go with us, if God, you are not personally there, then don't send us from this place. I begin to wonder what that would happen and what that would look like for us as Christ followers if we begin to live that way. And yeah, sometimes when you have those big achieving moments like planting a church or stepping out in faith or doing something big for God, it's easy like, okay, we can see that. But even I think in our day-to-day lives, I think even in our relationships, that God, yeah, I need you in my marriage. I need you in my family, in my job, in my finances, but not stopping there. Not just simply bringing our requests and how God can improve our lives, but saying not only the provision, but your presence, God. That I want relationship with you more than anything. And if you stop and think about this, it's kind of interesting. Because in the beginning of chapter 33, God was like, peace, I'm out, right? Deuces, I'm <laughs> out here, right? I'm sending this angel, you have a representative, you're going to get to where you're going to go, but I just can't stand you people anymore. But then something happens halfway to the chapter that he begins to change his mind. And when we read this, and I, and I begin to ask this question, like, whoa, why did God change his mind? Why did he decide now all of a sudden that he's going to go with Moses? Like, turns into this, like, poetic thing, like, I, I know you by name, and I'm going to go with you, and everything's going to be all right. And there's a few things that I want to point out that I think that took place here that I think are really important for us. And don't miss this. See, right before this happens, right before God says that he's going to go with Moses, he's going to go before him, that he's personally in, he's going to take care of him, something happens. Moses decides that he's going to go out and he's going to worship God. It says that Moses comes into the tent of meetings where God's presence dwelled and where Moses would we actually meet face to face with God. And he would, he would go. And when this happened, everyone stood outside of their tent. They watched Moses go in and then they bowed down to worship each in their own place. 
And something amazing even happened. His, his young follower, his young disciple, his, the young leader he was raising up, Joshua goes in with them. And as actually as Moses leaves, he stays in the tent to worship. See, God, Moses leads the people in worship to God, begins to change their heart and begins to help us realize that worship changes our posture and our attitude towards God. And when we do this, it changes God's heart towards us. The second thing that I think is really important for us to know that in verse 17, God tells Moses, I'm going to do this. Why? Because I know you by name. How cool is that? How cool would you like to have God say, I know you by name? And for me, this is something that's really important for us. How did God know Moses by name? It's because Moses had relationship with God. How does that translate for us today? That means that we've got to spend time with God. The only way to be in relationship with somebody, including God, is to spend time with them. And for us, it means spending time in prayer. It means spending time in God's word. And I know, I feel like I'm a broken record talking about that every week. I was joking with another pastor friend this past week, and it feels like I have a three-point message every week, and point one and two are read your Bible and pray. And it's that important. It's that foundational. It's so important that we spend time with God and build relationship with Him. that we get into his presence, that we get to know him personally, that he gets to know us, that we get to know him and we have that relationship together. Matter of fact, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. We're starting uh, something for uh, men to be able to get together, do a Bible study, reading through the Bible in the year. And we're kicking that off in May. And if there's any guys out there that would like to be a part of that, reach out, let us know. We'll have information out there. We'll have some tools to be able to do that. We'll get together um, once a month and then we'll read online and have like a group chat uh, online and be able to do that through an app. It'll be really great. So I just want to encourage you, if you need a little nudge, if you're like me, you need a little accountability and you would like to meet some guys and, and read the Bible together. Uh, it's low commitment, but I think it's something that's so worth it to be able to do that together. Don't hesitate. Reach out. Let us know. We'll have information out there. We just want to make some steps to be able to help you do that and have some accountability and some friends to be able to do that and read through the Bible and honestly ask some difficult questions. I don't know about you. Sometimes we read through some of that stuff in the Bible. We're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. How does that even apply to my life? What is going on here? And to be able to discuss that and learn that and see how how it applies to our life. It's exciting. And friends, it's flat out life changing. It really is. So we have to ask ourselves this question. Are we willing to seek his presence? Are we willing to pursue relationship with God? Are we really to pursue relationship more than what God can do for us? See, I think so many times when we come to a relationship with Jesus, it's easy then just to begin to see that, yes, God wants to do things for us. Yes, he wants to answer our prayers. And make no mistake about it, God wants to answer prayers. He wants to meet your needs. He wants to be there. He wants to give you good things. He wants you to see you live this life to the fullest. Friends, he doesn't want us to stop there. My prayer for us, my prayer for me, and this is something that I've prayed for years, and I would love to see you begin to pray, is this. God, if you don't go with us personally from this place, then don't make us leave. What would happen if we begin to pray that in every area of our life? Yes, with the big decisions and the big life things, and should we move here and should career this and school and this person as my spouse? Yes, on all those moments, but what would it look like if God, be in my family, be in this relationship with my job, with my finances, with these decisions that I've got to make, with this daily grind, with with my schedule, God, don't make me go from this place unless you are personally in it, in this relationship with me. Not just simply pursuing your hand and everything you can do, but pursuing you. 
We begin to see the difference, begin to see, have a little bit of a shift in the way that we see our relationship with God. And why is this important? I want to leave us with three simple things and why, and why I believe that Moses wanted to be in God's presence. He wanted a relationship with him. But just like everything in the kingdom of God, friends, there are some incredible benefits for being in God's presence. There are some incredible benefits for God being included in the journey and personally being in relationship with you. And so there's three things that I think from being in his presence and the first one is that there is peace. That when we are in God's presence, when he is with us in a situation, there will be peace. We see this in verse 14. He says, everything will be fine for you. The Bible talks about a peace that passes all understanding. Translation, a peace that doesn't make sense. Like the world is on fire. How could you possibly have peace? Well, that's peace is that past understanding. We don't, we don't understand. But see, when you're in God's presence, there will be a peace that comes with it. Does it mean that everything will be right all the time? Does it mean every situation will go your way? Does it mean everything will just be rainbows and unicorns and lollipops? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we can have peace even in the midst of an adverse situation. Why? Because God's presence brings peace. That there will be peace in that situation. Sometimes you have to ask yourself the question, if you lack peace in your life, how much time have you spent in God's presence? How close have you built that relationship with him? If it's just been turmoil and stress and distress, how or where does that peace come from? It comes from being in God's presence, from worship, from prayer, from Bible, from relationship with him. So the first one is peace. The second one is provision. Uh-oh, another P. You see where we're going with this? I went straight old school pastor on this. There were three points and we're going all three Ps. Are you ready? Provision. God will provide. When you're in his presence, he will make a way. We've talked about this before, that God specializes in making a way where there is no way. And when God is involved and he is on the scene, he specializes in the impossible. And that when God's presence is involved, when he is in the situation, when you are in relationship with him, he will provide. It is who God is. He is a God who provides, who brings provision, whatever the situation, whatever the need is, whatever you're going through, our God is able and capable to provide for us. And I think Moses knew that. He knew that he needed peace. I mean, can you imagine leading an entire nation to another promised land, what they had to go through? He needed someone to bring some peace. He also needed some provision in that situation. He's like, I don't want you to send an angel. I need you to come. We need you. It's the same thing in our lives that we need God. We need that provision. And the third one is this, that it brings being in God's presence brings power, that it will give us the ability to do the things that God has called us to do, that God will give you the strength to be able to achieve the things that he has called you to do. And friends, make no mistake about it. God has called you as men and women of God. I don't care if you're a teenager, if you're a kid, or you're a senior citizen. God has called you and he has a plan for your life. And even if it's not those big, you know, out there things and, oh, I'm going to go sell everything and be a missionary. God, God has called you right now where you are to serve in your community, in your home, in your household, in your workplace, in your school, that God has called you. And he's called you to simply even follow after him and making those first steps of becoming a follower of Jesus. And how do we do that? We can't do it in our own strength. It's the power that comes from being in God's presence, that he gives us the ability and the strength to do what he asks us to do. So in his presence comes the peace, comes the provision, and comes God's power. The prayer of Moses, don't make us leave this place unless you personally go with us. 
See, friends, God wants to do good things for us. He wants to bless us. He wants to bless us as his children. But more than anything, God wants your heart. He wants relationship. And we're an amazing thing to be able to reciprocate that on the other side and just simply chasing after everything that God can do for us and just pausing and saying, God, beyond everything else, Lord, I just want to worship you, want to exalt you, Lord. You are worthy. Even if my life fell apart, even if you never answered a prayer, even if nothing went my way, God, just to be in your presence, to know you, to have relationship with you, to have that peace that comes when I'm in your presence, when I know that I'm assured that you are with me. And make no mistake, God's word says he is with you and he will not leave you or he will not forsake you. He will not abandon you. But we've got to take the time to seek him and build that relationship with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, I thank you that even as we're coming out of a difficult year and there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel, God, and things are beginning to open up, God, I pray that we would be reminded of all the ways that you sustained us through a difficult time. And God, I also pray that we would have a a little change of our heart, God, and not just simply see and seek you for all the things that you can do for us, but God, to truly seek you and spend time with you to have relationship with you, to get into your presence. And God, to begin to understand that in your presence is where we're going to find that peace that we need in life, where we're going to find that provision that we are desperate for you to provide, where we're going to find that power and that strength to be able to continue on and get through the day to day and get to the place that you have called us to be. God, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you that you went out of your way to establish this relationship with us when we were undeserving. God, I pray that our response would, just like Moses when he went to that tent, just like when everyone else stood outside and they bowed down, God, that our posture would be worship to you, that it would be gratitude. God, it would not just be saying everything that you can do for us, God, and how you can bless us, but simply pursuing you to have relationship with you. God, I thank you for that opportunity. Lord, what an honor to know that you call us friend. Lord, I thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining us this week. We're so excited to continue to do this together. Excited for some plans that we've got coming up in the future to begin meeting in person. You guys ready to get together in the room? I'm not even a hugger and I'm just ready to hug some people, but don't take me up on that. I still don't want to hug you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, We're excited to do that. Just really thankful uh, to be able to move forward and excited to see what God has got for all of us. Thanks for taking the time to join us and we look forward to connecting with you again real soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at treeline.church or on social media. Our mission is to see family trees changed by a lifelong relationship with Jesus. We hope you can listen or join us next week.